Welcome to the Retire Well Podcast, the show that focuses on showing you how to get the most out of your retirement. Each week, we're going to dive into topics that affect people just like you. Ways to save money on your healthcare costs, smart income planning strategies, estate planning tools, and a whole lot more. We're going to get straight to the point with short episodes of 20 minutes or less on the information that you need to know to be able to retire well. I'm your host and retirement specialist, Kelly Racicott. Thanks for tuning in to this week's show. Now let's get started. Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Retire Well podcast. This week we're gonna talk about how much should I be saving for retirement? Yes, that's the million dollar question that's on everybody's mind. How much should I be saving for retirement? And the only way to answer this as an actual fact is to say, well, as much as you can. And I know that that is probably not the insightful answer that you were looking for, but the truth is everyone has a different set of circumstances and what they're going to have, you know, from their income sources like a social like their social security or if they're going to have a pension check, and what their lifestyle requires. So, let's approach this from a different perspective. Instead of saying how much should I be saving for retirement? Let's look at it from how do I know that I'll be okay when I retire? And when you really get down to the meat of it, that is really what most people wanna know. Am I going to be okay? So let's kind of break this down a little bit. You know, the first step in that is you've gotta determine what are your guaranteed sources of income? in retirement? Where are your guaranteed sources of income going to come from? And so what do I mean by guaranteed sources of income? That means income that you're able to count on. Count on, meaning that it's going to be deposited into your bank account each and every month, no matter what. So this is going to be your social security checked. Um, are you going to collect a pension from your job or any other annuities that are going to pay you a monthly income? And you might have to think back, you know, did you have a job in the past that might pay you a pension during your retirement? I really can't tell you how many people forget, true story, how many people forget about a job they had way back when that offered a pension. And since it's been years and years and years since they've even worked there, they forgot all about it until they get a letter in the mail saying, hey, how do you want to receive your pension? Definitely a nice surprise, but it sure would be helpful to know if you were going to get that pension beforehand. And you know what? Maybe it's not a super big amount, but it's yours and you earned it and you've got to be able to account for it. So from your social security though, we're going to start there. Okay, so to find out how much you can expect from your social security check, you wanna to go to ssa.gov. Now, if you haven't done this already, I want you to do this today. Um, as soon as you're done listening, I want you to log in and get this done. Create your account on Social Security's website. Again, that's ssa.gov. Um, once you register for your account, you're gonna be able to download your record. It'll be your wage record. And so all of your working years, you'll see you know, what you've made over the years and how much you've paid into the system. And it will show you what your projected Social Security income is going to be at various stages. And it's not an exact science, it's, you know, 
it's going to assume at these various ages that you're continuing to work on the same trajectory that that you have been working. And that's not necessarily always going to be the case, but it's going to give you a very good idea of what you can expect. Now, your primary insurance amount is based on your full retirement age. So your full retirement age is determined by your birthday. So it's going to be shown on your statement, but for some of you listening, that's that's going to vary, you know. So some of you listening, your full retirement age might be 66 and so many months. If you're born um, after 1960, your full retirement age is going to be 67. Um, but it will say right on that statement once you once you get logged into your account. All right. So your primary insurance amount is the benefit that you will get at your full retirement age, whatever that is for you. You are eligible to collect your Social Security earlier if you decide you want to quit working prior to your full retirement age. You can collect your Social Security as early as age 62. Now, if you do that, your benefit's going to be permanently reduced um, for each year that you collected earlier. You can also do the opposite. You can defer collecting your Social Security beyond your full retirement age, and that benefit will continue to grow until age 70. So Social Security gives you a lot of options here. Why do they give you so many options? Well, because everybody's situation is different. So it's important to really consider those. Now, the thing with Social Security is, and I think I've mentioned this before, is that they're not going to give you a mulligan, you know, so you really want to make sure that you get it right the first time, okay? But at this stage in, you know, this decision-making process, at this point, all you really want is to get the information. What is your benefit about expected to be at various ages of eligibility? And then we'll cross that next step of what age is the best time to collect a little bit down the road, okay? So next, after you have that, next you're going to want to gather a full inventory of whatever it is that you've managed to save over the years. And if you're like most people today, you've probably participated in your company's 401k plan. But do you have any other old employer-sponsored plans that you never rolled over? Or maybe you did. Maybe you rolled them over into an IRA instead of your new 401k plan. Did you contribute to any Roths or um, IRA accounts over the years? People save into all sorts of different vehicles over the years. So what about any other savings um, that you might have outside of your pre-tax retirement funds? Um, maybe they're brokerage accounts. Maybe you got CDs at the bank. Did you purchase any annuities over the years? Whatever it is, gather it all up. You've been working hard all of these years and you've saved up this big pile of money hopefully and so now you've got to figure out how to use it wisely to maintain your desired lifestyle okay so all right so so far we've got two general lists you've got your first list is what kind of guaranteed income are you going to have so determining your social security income options and if you're going to have a pension all right and then you've got your second category is your nest egg you know just lump all that money together for right now Okay, so now that we have that, we want to start thinking about what your retirement living expenses are going to be. Okay, and I want you to think about this in three different categories, the need to have, the want to have, and the wish to have. Okay, now stick with me here for a little bit, okay? So the first category is the needs category. And this should be pretty easy because your month-to-month expenses are probably not going to change too terribly much 
once you retire, right? Unless you've got a super long commute to work and you're filling up your gas tank twice a week or you're paying, you know, a, a, for a parking pass or some other work-related expense that's pretty high. For the most part, everything's going to stay the same though. Um, but I want you to look at your expenses from a net perspective, what you actually bring home. Okay, so now if you're going to retire, you're going to have to add your health care into that because chances are you get your health care through your employer and that comes right out of your paycheck before you even see it. So you're not, yes, you're paying for health care now, but you're paying for it um, out of your gross amount. So what are we going to estimate your healthcare costs to be. And that's going to be different if you're 65 and eligible for Medicare or not. Um, but we've got to get a pretty rough idea. It doesn't have to be exact uh, because that's going to be part of the decision-making process. But you need to have a pretty good rough idea of what your healthcare is going to cost you. Okay, so you've got to add that in. All right, now let's add in some basic entertainment here. Okay, now we're not talking luxuries here. That's that's for another section. But the things that you're already simply used to, all right? So your bills are paid. Those are your necessities. We've got your health care factored in. So maybe we're going to throw in some occasional dinners out, maybe a once-a-year vacation, a hobby or two, gifts for family around the holidays, things like that. Again, we're not talking about, you know, extravagant things here. We're talking about your needs category, all right? So... Your needs category, we're going to start to refer to this as your basic retirement lifestyle, right? This is a very comfortable living, all right? You know your monthly expenses are paid, taken care of. You've got a little discretionary income available for enjoyment. You're not living the high life here, but you're able to live a comfortable lifestyle, okay? Now, I know what you're thinking. Kelly, this is not how I envisioned my retirement. We were hoping to travel, we wanted to rent an RV and spend three months on the road visiting all the national parks, or we've been dreaming of spending two weeks in Italy, connecting with long lost distant relatives, or buying a condo in Florida for the winters. I hear you, I hear you, okay? So that goes into category two, all right? So we've got category one, which is your needs, your basic sound retirement, okay? The next one is the wants to have, okay? So it's equally important as a first category, okay? But prioritizing it in this way is really gonna help you to determine how exactly important these things are to you. And it's gonna help you to determine, you know, whether or not or what, you know, you're willing to forego in retirement when things get a little bit tough. Are you willing to make concessions if you have to? Some people are, some people aren't. But this category is gonna be pretty big um, and we'll be able to move these around a little bit, but this is beyond your basic retirement lifestyle, okay? So I want you to start to think about what do you want to, what do you wanna do in your retirement? What have you been thinking about for the last several years? What's going to make you feel fulfilled in retirement? This could be things that you know you want to do with your family or do for charities. Um, if you want to leave an inheritance to your children or your grandchildren, whatever it is that might be important to you, um, put it on this list. Don't be afraid to dig deep here, 
Okay, so we can always start to eliminate things from this late list later if we feel like if you feel like you got a little carried away at this category. But what what how do you envision your retirement? What do you want to get out of your retirement? Okay? So this is your want category. And so now we're going to refer to this as your life is good retirement. Okay? So we got your basic retirement lifestyle and your life is good retirement. All right? Now the third category, I want you to add anything in here that you've ever said, I wish I could, or you know, the things that you you probably think you can't do, or things that are probably out of the question. Um, and the reason I want you to have this category is because a lot of people think that something is out of the question when maybe it's not. And so I want the things that go into this category to be something you'd really like to do, but not so important to you that if it doesn't happen, it's it's not going to ruin your retirement experience, but it sure would be nice if kind of things, okay? And so, like I said, you know, I want you to humor me on this category just because you never know, um, you know, you just, ne- you never know. So <clears throat> we're going to kind of keep that in our back pocket a little bit. All right, so now we've got your guaranteed income, all of your accumulated savings. We know what it's going to cost to fund your basic retirement lifestyle, and we know what your retirement goals are. Now we want to start working on a strategy, okay, that's going to start to tackle those plans, all right? So now that we know what your future sources of income are and how much is in your nest egg, you'll need to determine the best way to optimize those withdrawals. And so if you want to retire at 65, you're probably thinking, should you start to collect your social security then? Or should you wait till your full retirement age? Or should you defer even beyond that and let it grow until the age of 70? And that answer is different for everybody. So one of the tools that I like to use is a social security maximization report where we can run your income from a two, a few different scenarios. And then we can determine which is the most optimal time for you based on your personal circumstances. And I find that a lot of people don't get too deep into social security when they retire and they just file whenever they decide to retire. But doing the math is really going to set you up for higher odds of of having success in your retirement. And you might be able to you might be able to spend a little bit more freely just by taking the time to to do the math on that. So I could probably talk all day about the ins and outs of social security. And, you know, I'll probably do an episode on when to file. Actually, that's probably a good idea, but not today. So for now, I'm going to focus on just breaking down the complication of income planning down to two main rules, okay? Good income planning is all about two things. One, knowing how much guaranteed income that you have to maintain your lifestyle. And two, taking as much risk off the table as reasonably possible. You know, retirement brings a whole new set of risks that can really throw your plans off course. And the most common risks are sequence of return risks, interest rate risk, inflation risk, liquidity risk, and the granddaddy of them all, longevity risk. So some of these things you've never even really considered probably 
while you were working and didn't really have to consider until you started getting close to retirement or did retire. So how do you determine which of those risks to deal with first? So that is why we started with step one and we discovered what your basic retirement lifestyle is. At the end of the day, you need to know that no matter what happens in the world or in our economy, that you're going to be able to pay your bills, put food on your table without struggling. And you need to know that you're going to be able to do that your entire life. And if you're married, you need to be able to do that for the entire life of you and your spouse, even if one of you lives to be 100. Now, as far as the second category goes, that's up to you to prioritize what falls into the top priority category. You know, so if you have some of those things that you put in category two that you think are non-negotiable and you absolutely have to have them in your retirement as a top priority, you know, obviously we all have different lifestyle expectations and some are a little bit more willing to be frugal if circumstances make it that way where others are not. So whatever is non-negotiable to you in your retirement, go ahead and move it over into that first category, all right? Now, whatever you determine to be non-negotiable in your retirement, you need to make sure that that's guaranteed. It makes sense to make sure that that's guaranteed. And again, guaranteed means that no matter what happens in the world, you're going to be able to account on it. So between your social security and your pension, do you have enough guaranteed income to maintain that basic retirement lifestyle? If you don't, well, then it's a good idea to determine how much is that gap? How short are you in determining you know, or in achieving that basic life, retirement lifestyle? That gap or shortage is the area you want to focus on first. You've got to find a way to generate that lifetime income required for your basic retirement lifestyle. Once you do that, you're going to feel a whole lot better in knowing whether or not you're going to be able to be okay throughout your retirement. Once you have your basic lifestyle funded for life, no matter what the world throws at you, well, then you can be in a better position to optimize the rest and take on whatever's in those other categories in categories two and maybe even three. All right, everyone, that's enough for this week, um, but I do hope to see you back here next week. Have a great one. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Retire Well Podcast. Our goal here is always to bring you value and share insights to make your retirement everything you always hoped it would be. I would be forever grateful if you would leave us a review because that helps more people find the show and please share it wherever you share things on social media. Thanks again and I hope to see you back here next week. The preceding information does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. All opinions and information shared in this episode is for informational purposes only and should not be acted upon without the assistance of a qualified and licensed professional. Any guarantees mentioned are subject to the strength and claims paying ability of the insurance company and any mention of rates or performance are subject to change without notice. Kelly Racicott is the agency owner of Hometown Retirement Specialists, LLC. If you have questions about the show, Kelly or Hometown Retirement Specialists, please visit us on the web at yourhrsagent.com and you can find our full disclosure in the show notes.